Have you hugged a ripen? Wagered a podcast bet? Toasted to friends at Clover Pine? Prove it all to your friends with Crossword merch available now in the gift shop. T-shirts, hats, mugs, stickers, and a whole lot more. Your purchase supports the show and keeps us running. Go to GhostbustersHQ/shop to get yours today. I like that shirt, friend. This week on the program, we are unveiling our brand new segment, the unsolicited Deke Peaks. I know, that's a thing. Uh, but we're going to be doing a commentary on the real Ghostbusters episode, Knock Knock. A very fun segment. Uh, we're really excited to unveil it to you. But before we do that, we're talking about the news. We're talking about Ghostbusters Afterlife being delayed until November. We're remembering Larry King, and we're talking about Ernie Hudson's comments, or lack thereof. Stay tuned. Still Playing With Toys presents The Ghostbusters Interdimensional Crossroad, the biggest podcast since 1909. So free. News, interviews, and commentary on everything Ghostbusters. Are you the key Here are your hosts, Troy Benjamin and Chris Stewart. You know, it's just occurred to me we really haven't had a completely successful test of this equipment. Oh, we have fun. Woo! I accidentally drank... I, uh made a pot of coffee on monday morning and by four o'clock in the morning tuesday i was like why am i not tired and i realized i ground up uh, a whole pot's worth of espresso and i drank a whole pot of espresso on monday uh, nice. so i was like i got i got my resume redone i did all the research <laughs> and i wrote the episode for this nice. uh yeah i got a lot done mm-hmm. um reorganize the room that i'm in i'm telling you i was the most productive i've been i probably am going to have a heart attack uh sooner than later but that's a another story one um, problem at a time yeah exactly one problem at a time but uh well hey hey everybody how's it going hey. uh, welcome to the ghostbusters interdimensional crossword podcast uh this is very exciting for those of you that are listening on the uh the audio feed you've got a fun time coming ahead of you for those of you that are out there watching on the uh youtube channel you got a fun time coming for you uh we are well we're gonna get into news but that's for sure uh because there's a lot of news that we do need to talk about um and but but we're gonna we're gonna try to be as succinct as we can about the news because chris i'm very excited and i i blame you for the name on this we have to be very careful with our (laughs) tongue-tied loose lipped you know, uh, drinking whiskey and and recording late at night. Uh, but uh, we've got a new segment that we are we are calling unsolicited Deke Peaks. Deke Peaks. Chris, I, I, if right. I slip Deke. up, I blame you. Deke Peaks. <laughs> Deke Peaks. It has um, to be in that, gonna... that little child's voice. Dung 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 dung. Deke. Uh, but it's it's very fun. We have been threatening for a long time to dive into episodes of Real Ghostbusters in some shape or form. And Chris, you had a wonderful idea uh, on how to do it. And you finally found our angle in. And I love it. And I'm so excited to get into that. Uh, so that's going to be in the second half of the show. Um, so to, you have homework out there if you're listening to this. If you are on the audio podcast, you need to get your, um, your uh, Time Life box set or pull up your uh, iTunes or your Vudu or your uh, Amazon, anything that you've got, all your digital downloads on. Uh, get Knock Knock ready, the episode from the second season 
of real Ghostbusters. And we'll get into why we chose the second season and we're not starting in sequential order. We'll get into that later, but uh, make sure that you have that on hand for you. Um, and then everybody that's watching on video, you should do the same. We're gonna have visual reference for you so that you know where we are in the episode, but you're not gonna be able to watch the whole episode in a good for it, copyright infringement. We don't wanna infringe on anybody's intellectual property. So you'll see where we're at, uh, but you will need to pull yours up so you can follow along if you wanna listen along, or you can just listen to us talk about an episode. But anyway, we'll get into that later, Chris. That's, that's for the second half of the show. We have a lot of important stuff to talk about in the first half. So, uh, without any further delay, I want to just get into it. Here we go with the news. Hey guys, Peter. I have some news from the world of Gozer. I got some pretty cool stuff cooking up over here if you want to turn your head. Multiplanar curly and emanation. Yeah, well, here's your next month's cover of GQ. Check out the aura on this sucker. And with the news segment... Uh, we have to start with sad news, Chris. Um, yeah. Yeah, we, and it's, it, uh, we it's were, unf- we were, we were overly optimistic. We were overly um, optimistic to the point where I actually had to cut some stuff out of last week's episode. Um, so for those of you who have not heard, uh, we lost Larry King, uh, last week, um, d- presumably due to complications from, from COVID. Uh, he did have, uh, he was hospitalized, was with, uh, you know, had, had, had the COVID treatments, um, and we thought he had been released from the hospital, but, um, turns out that he ended up passing a, a good week or two after that. So, um, so I, I, it was crazy, Chris, you and I had recorded on Wednesday. We talked about how we just admired his strength and how crazy we thought it was that Larry King was pulling yeah. ahead of this. And we, we love the man. Um, and, uh, sure enough, uh, right after we recorded, he, he passed. So at the age of 87, uh, Larry King has left us. Um, and we, we talk about him because he's, he's in Ghostbusters during the montage, uh, for Mm -hmm. that split second. We talk about him, uh, because he's, he's the inspiration for our patch. We have that tribute to him on our patch and our t-shirts of, of the Larry King. We call him the radio host, uh, Moogly, um, but uh, but it's obviously Larry King with his cigarette and his vest. Yeah, um, he, he apparently saw it, and I didn't get a cease and desist, and I don't think you got a cease and desist. I, no, so he actually he I liked take, it. I take that as some blessing. So yeah, I'm cool. trying to remember one one of our listeners, and I, I, I forgive me, I should have looked this up beforehand, but somebody did post it to Larry King, and and he gave it the thumbs up. So uh, we 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 love Larry King, um, but but the reason that yeah. I I admire him is because he pioneered interviews like just the the interview style that he did on the radio you and i when we interview yeah. people on this this format of the the show we owe a lot to him just be the way that he just sets things up he softballs you questions um you know howard stern is another one of those people who pioneered a very different sort of interview tactic where he you know uh, tell me about what you, what foods you love let's talk and joke around about stuff now tell me about yeah. your deepest darkest secrets from your childhood like he kind of rises you up and then he hits you with the hard hitting question um and larry yeah, he was, was a different yeah, kind he was a different sort a di- an early pioneer in the the I only have I only have Kool-Aid to That's salute, I, I figured uh, I figured a wine toast was necessary <laughs> to Mr. King. But he was um an early pioneer of Yeah, like you said, this 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 new model of you know, there was the era during the war where it was very fact based and and you know uh, politicians and all that got really good at just sort of ignoring that sort of thing. And then, you know, in the mid 
mid late century and all that, we started to get into the world of, of like PR. So a lot of interviews were very entertainment tonight. They were designed to just sort of promote who was <laughs> yeah. there and they were nothing but fluff. Fluffy. And yeah, yeah Larry joined people like, um, yeah, like you said, uh, Howard Stern, um, Tom Snyder, I would uh, say Tom Snyder, um, Charlie Rose, um, Charlie Rose, not, not the most likable person now, but, uh, you know, no, but that one-on-one just sitting across the table, yeah. it was kind of what Sean Dick Cavett had. Sean Evans is, is like a modern YouTube yeah. descendant of Larry King that, yeah. that, that, that ends up having, ends up engaging the person they're they're talking with and as such getting a lot out. I think Barbara Walters kind of a little bit too. I mean, I don't want to dissect this too much, but anyways, Larry, I yeah. only think I, re- I think it's important to talk about with Larry is that it wasn't, um, it wasn't a, an artistic choice of the movie to put him in a radio studio talking. That's what Larry did at the time. That's yeah. how Larry started was radio. In New York city. Yeah. In New the York city, New York. Yeah. He was, he was very much, that was a, He's that small snippet of him is as much a, a snapshot of that, you know, love letter to New York as anything else in the movie. And, and yeah, I think, man, within a handful of years after that, he had switched to TV and, you know, what you picture him as now is not, there's a reason why, <laughs> there's a reason why it's not suspenders and tie Larry <laughs> King on, on our, on the patch, right? It's it, we d- deliberately went with he's he's not, he's got a, a, a you know the the radio voice who cares what what he's wearing yeah exactly so. he's he's in the studio in his collared shirt with his uh you know sweater vest on sweater and vest doesn't and care smoke everywhere yeah, and, yeah. um so. and, and and it's kind of funny that larry enjoyed a little bit of uh going viral uh, right right before he got sick with that whole um uh, Larry, I'm on Ducktales uh thing that ended up i yeah. don't know if you, if you saw that but uh, i did see that um, uh, you, you like private jets. You like a good, uh, yeah. I mean, he's like, hey, I'm on ducktails. Uh, I don't know who, what he, he thought Danny Putty's life was like, but, uh, yeah, he may have misjudged <laughs> yeah. that, that one there. You like uh, going to Barbados, actually, Danny. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he, uh, we also lucked out that, uh, Josh, uh, J- Josh Gad, uh, got him on there. Reunited apart. A little bit of the reunited apart. Um, yeah. I think the saddest thing about the whole thing is that we, I, almost a year now, we're heading into the pandemic and there was concerns of, you know, how far reaching it was going to be. And, you know, going by what they were saying was going to be the worst of it, you know, the fear was, is that statistically we were, it was, it was going to touch everything we loved in one yeah. way or another. And unfortunately, Larry was, is is you know the realization of that fear i mean that said he's 87 and he's got a got a life under him that i don't think anybody is really going to read sure i mean yeah absolutely lived lived a a full life um and and just again it kind of goes back to what we were talking it's we were setting ourselves up we were talking about losing our heroes uh in our final thoughts last week and it was just very eerie the way that that conversation transpired but um, yeah. so, so at any rate, uh, you know, our, our thoughts to everybody, there's obviously a whole lot of people that love Larry King, just as there are a lot of people that loved Cloris Leachman, uh, who just passed today. Um, <laughs> I it, spent it, the day wandering around going, he was my boyfriend <laughs> and everybody, like, what is wrong with you? And I'm like, 
Uh, Bluger, no. Uh, poor Mel Brooks, man. I feel so bad for poor Mel Brooks. Yeah, I saw um, his tweet. He's he's pretty broken. Uh, between that and Carl Reiner, and and he's just lost all of his his closest people. But um, so yeah, I, I hate to. I, and it's good that we're doing the the real Ghostbusters uh, second half here. That's going to raise us up and lift us up Cheer because up. Uh, we do Double have salute to Larry, and we'll move on. Yeah, some some sad news at the top, and then some sad but okay because we already knew that this was probably going to be happening. News: uh, Ghostbusters Afterlife again, quite literally right after we recorded last week on Wednesday, uh, has officially been postponed to a release date of November 11th, 2021. Um, again, we've been talking for weeks and weeks and weeks to the point where I think, I think the last time I brought it up, Chris, you're like, all right, Troy, enough. Like we've done, we've covered this ground, man. Like we can't talk about this anymore. You make me sound like a jerk. I just put forward, (laughs) like, I was like, I don't know how much we have to cover it just because it's the same talking points as before. It's yeah. just a further back date, right? Although I think the only twist this time is that by moving it to November 11th, given, well, A, that's Remembrance Day in Canada. So, you know, uh, can't expect a, a U.S. Uh, uh, PR team to... to, to <laughs> it's 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 a weird day for us to go see a movie. I'm just saying, but um, and and could move again. I mean, let's not lie. Again. Like November the, could, yeah, yeah. The one thing I want to point out is that no, and people were like, oh, maybe it should be in October. And there's a lot of business reasons that you know October Bond took October. They're not going to yeah. put, you know, uh, and I think M- Morbius is kind of. There's only room for one little Sony movie behind the big Sony movie in October. I was going to say, you just, uh, that's three Sony movies. And and this is not just Sony. This is across the board. Disney across has moved the their films. Uh, Warner Brothers is the only one that's staying strong because they've committed to releasing everything on HBO Max yeah. at this point. They don't want to back it down could, on that. So but. it could still change. But given the way things are going now and the way the plan is where they're like, oh, everybody, you know, we'll, get, we'll reach the 70% threshold by August. Good. You know, that's, uh, August, September, October, and then half of November to just kind of make sure that's two and a half months that if everything looks like it's kind of holding, okay, it's almost, it may, it's a safer bet that we'll get to go see it in a theater. Right. And it's, it's not for certain. It's not, I mean, I know a lot of people are just kind of crossing fingers like this fall, we're going to get to a point where there's going to be enough, uh, you know, vaccinations and there's going to be enough safety precautions in place that we're going to be at a somewhat back to normal, but not completely back to normal. Um, and you know, you, you have to kind of you have to say that very measured and you have to uh, keep in the back of your head yeah. that, that that may not be the case. We have no idea. We no. thought that the vaccine rolling out in January was going to help everybody, but it seems like that's going to be a slower process too. So Now, this is this is the point where we've said this stuff before and then they moved the thing back. So I, I posit yeah. this is the point where we should go, let's wait and see. And then, let's wait and see. Uh, I mean, okay. just real quick, the bullet points uh, to being in yeah. November, uh, what it does is it tees up a a fun Ghostbusters day because we now can probably wait until June for any promotional stuff or, or announcements or you know, merch, you know, if they want to show off mm-hmm. any of the merch, they can put that in June. Um, October, it sets up a fun uh, Halloween. Maybe they can do a little something leading up to the release, you know, a couple of weeks later, um, yeah. which will be great. And then the other thing it does is it really tees up the holiday season for, sales of of all of the other merchandise too so the movie comes out in november that's prime real estate for december uh, and and you know the holiday season for everybody to be purchasing yep. 
toys and shirts and, and, and tie in merchandise. So, um, I, I think it's a smart move across the board. I know that there are, and we've talked about it before. We don't have to tread that ground, but there are a lot of people that were like, just release it on streaming. And it's clear Sony, that's not Sony's strategy. This is not, please leave poor Jason Reitman alone on, on social media. Yeah, he has nothing to on. do with this. No. Um, but this is not Sony's strategy for what, how they're going to deal with the pandemic. It's like Warner brothers has put their flag in the sand. We're doing everything on HBO max and Disney plus has said, we're going to figure things out as we go. Some of them go on Disney plus premier access. Some of them go on Disney plus as free or, you know, as for, for the normal subscribers. Um, <laughs> and Paramount and a couple other studios are like, here you go. Netflix, pay us some money. Here's a movie. <laughs> you know, There's just, there's no rhyme or reason to how people are doing stuff. They're just trying to figure out their own business models right now. And yeah. again, it just, it, for me personally, and I know I keep saying this till I'm blue in the face, like it is the light at the end of the tunnel. And since the, the, the end of the tunnel keeps moving further and further away, it makes sense for Ghostbusters afterlife to keep moving further and further away. <laughs> like the, the cookie that I get, the orange slice that I get at the end of the game here is, is Ghostbusters yes. afterlife. So let's just, let's finish out the game. I, I, we may be losing 15 to one, uh, but let's finish this out and, 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 and move on. So, um, yeah. it, 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 it stinks. I was really looking forward to the movie. I was really looking forward to the movie in March of last year, obviously. And, yeah. uh, and I do know that there was somebody on Facebook said, you know, I've, I've, I, I've got terminal cancer. I'm not getting any younger. Like I wanted to see this movie, please do something. And I know that I think ghost core, I think according to the Michigan ghostbusters, ghost core reached out to that person. It was like, well, let's figure something out for you. So, yeah, you know, don't please don't hit, ghost core up on Facebook. Now, if you want to see the movie, they're not going to do it for everybody, but it's just like, no, it's an extenuating circumstance that is completely beyond anybody's control. Not Jason Reitman's not Tom Rothman at Sony uh, pictures, not poor Eric, who a lot of us have a direct line to. So please don't take any frustration out on, on somebody that you happen to have uh, a Facebook link to message. Um, and, and just be patient. It's going to be worth it. We know it's going to be worth it. Everybody's speaking so highly of this movie. Just like hang in there. Yeah. And, and it'll be fine. Um, so there's, I only had one other news thing here, Chris, and it's not even a news thing. It's just something that I felt like we should just kind of address and then leave. At I have that. another news one. I have late breaking news. Late breaking news. Is it afterlife related? Uh, no. Okay. Well, let's just do this really quick cause it's afterlife related and then we can sure. do the, the late breaking news. So, so just really quickly, I want to address the Ernie Hudson comment very quickly. Yes. Um, because this is, I feel bad. I feel just as bad for Ernie Hudson as I do for Jason Reitman right now, because Ernie Hudson yeah. was being interviewed. Um, I think for his new series, uh, getting another season. Um, and of course everybody brings up ghostbusters. They want to know everything about it. Um, the, the interviewer asked, is Rick Moranis going to be in this movie? And poor Ernie Hudson knows that no matter what he says, what he says, if he says, well, you're just going to have to wait and find out, it's going to be misconstrued as like Rick Moranis is in it. Or he's like, no, no, Rick's not in this movie. He's like, Ernie Hudson confirms Rick Moranis, not, Rick in, Moranis this is not in this movie. Yeah. So Ernie being the consummate professional media trained says, I really think you should let the studio answer that. Like if uh, that's not my place, if Rick Moranis is going to be yeah. in this movie or not, is not my place. Just wait for the studio to, to say something to which the internet blew up and is like, Rick Moranis could be in the movie again. We don't know. Yeah. Ernie Hudson confirms like, uh, it's like, 
the 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 crazy thing is this is Ernie Hudson not wanting the reaction that this just got. This just got. <laughs> to yeah. Happen. It it there's a very I specifically said no. We're not commenting <laughs> not touch on the it. Ernie Hudson interview. No. And 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 some people were like, <laughs> oh, but 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 and I was like, no. No. One Rick Moranis is some is in the movie, but somehow dodged being noticed in Calgary, whereas everybody else, including Bill Murray, was noticed. Unlikely. But two, say somehow they managed that. Guess what? That'll be a fantastic freaking surprise right. for this movie that we've waited so Wouldn't long for. How about we just put it aside and forget yeah. all about it and see where we end up? Uh, so uh, officially, official sources, uh, as as recent as the Anthony Bresnikan article that came out in promotion of the film not too long ago, Rick mm-hmm. Moranis is not in the movie. We nope. have it in print from Jason Reitman, multiple people saying Rick Moranis yeah. is not in the movie. We should continue to have that train of thought because if he does end up being in the movie, it's a fantastic surprise. If he's not in the movie, yeah. you know he's not going to be in the movie, so there's no disappointment you you, know? you and i talked about with all this extended time to tweak and polish there was a little bit of room for maybe an after credit surprise or something yeah guess what let's just throw that speculation out there and then walk away and we'll all meet back on november 12th it, yes to exactly. see how it turned out and, and we know for a fact that the movie now is completely locked in the can finished yeah. and and all the outputs are done all the dcps are printed like so they're not going to change anything from this point forward. Um, no, you know, barring something cr- cr- crazy happening, but, um, Shh. so it's just, yeah. Anyway, so leave, leave poor Ernie alone. Yes. Uh, please stop paying attention to things like screen rant who just need your <laughs> clicks and leave it. Frankly, at that. leave everybody alone. Leave everybody alone. It's, it's a long run up to yeah. November. What could we possibly ask them that will add to anything? And Let's they're not going to just... answer anything. They shouldn't be answering no. anything. So no, I yeah. think all 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 it does is it just takes a lot of people who are you know stretched thin and looking for mm-hmm. you know that fun and getting their hopes up, and it will ultimately take the thing that we're all looking forward to being great, and it'll you know it will knock a half star off it just because we have built up expectations. Yeah, There's a, I'm just refusing to think about it as much as possible. Um, and, and it's a reason why going back, yeah, it's a reason why you and I, you know, deliberately said there were certain, uh, unofficial leaks and all that, that we just went, nope, we're, we are not no. going to push this forward. It serves no purpose to push these things forward on people. And, so. and now there's a greater chance because they had, you know, geared in toward that July release date. There's a chance that there may be more of those like master chef, you know, look at all the stuff in the background that we probably yeah. weren't supposed to see quite yet. Um, which is fine, and and that's just not the yeah. way that you're supposed to in, in, intentionally see things. So, we, uh, we're all going to go see the movie November 11th. Paul Rudd is going to be a robot, and you're going to be like, "Thanks, guys at the Cross Rip, for not getting you know like letting us have that surprise." And we'll be like, "You're welcome. You're welcome, Paul robot. Rudd robot. Thanks, Paul you. Rudd robot. Um, Paul Paul Rudbot. Paul Rudbot. Uh, what what was your late breaking news? Because I want to get to that, and then I want to get into to Deke Peaks. So what's uh, um, what, what do we got? Um, Heritage Auctions is uh, literally tomorrow. If you're listening to this, the day it drops on Monday Monday. the 1st, is it? Uh, Tuesday the 2nd, the Heritage Auction opens up on, I think, eight pieces of Tom Enriquez's um, 
concept art for oh that's right i forgot that that was happening yes a couple a lot of which we've seen like uh, got reproduced in making ghostbusters and you know the ultimate guide and stuff like that a couple we hadn't seen uh like one of the like there's a couple of his terror dogs that we saw like the weird squat ones and all that and he had a couple other variations that i don't think we've seen there was a what is closer to the modern terror dog head i don't recall seeing that there was his Ghostbusters 2. If his if he's the concept art of the, the Ghostbusters 2 logo with the 2 thing, um, uh, like it, it feels a lot like Tom Enriquez is, is definitely responsible for that, that two-finger logo sort of thing. With some slight variations, his sketch of it is essentially yeah. what turned into the patch. He, he's sort There's, of in that Stephen Dane territory where he's not the, the ordinary common household name where you would know him, no. but he was so responsible for everything in Ghostbusters. You so know, much that, stuff. He's got a, uh, I wish I was younger and my disposable income <laughs> was, was larger because one of them is the, the neutral happy face. It's essentially, uh, imagine the Kenner... Stay Puft doll, the original <laughs> Kenner Stay Puft doll. He's got a beautiful sketch of, uh, it's very akin to the one that ended up on the Stay Puft packaging. And I don't know about all the rest. There's cause the, the thing is, is that all the rest of them are concept arts. The Ghostbusters two one might do pretty well, but of course that's the second movie. There's four that they haven't posted the pictures of yet. So who knows, but over the ones we've seen that Stay Puft yeah. is beautiful. That is going to go for so much money. Like There's, it is just the, the decrepit firehouse one too, that I think is in this yeah. auction, right? Is that the most recent auction or is that the last one? Cause he's done a couple auctions uh, now. It might've been the last one. This one, it, I didn't see it. It could, it, yeah, I didn't see it in the I think, descriptions. Maybe, I think of maybe the, it was the last one because there was, yeah. and he did prints of it too, just before, beforehand. And I really yeah. wanted to print, but there's um, more slimers and all that. Anyways, it's just a small thing. Uh, if, if you're listening to this on Monday and you've got thousands of dollars that you're kind of like, uh, <laughs> uh, you might want to tune in. Please. Yeah. And tell, us, tell us if you do, because we just want to live vicariously through you if that ends up happening. I know. Yeah. Uh, so that's it. It was just a minor thing. Yeah. So and check, it's so, yeah, so condensed. The timing is, 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 is what it is. Hopefully at least one or two people listening goes, oh crap, I didn't know, and are in a position to do something about it. So again, yes. you're welcome. We didn't tell you about Paul Rudbutt, and we <laughs> kept you up to date on the Heritage Auctions. That's what we do. And you, That's what we do. It's a job. We take it very seriously. Uh, all right, so we're going to get into it now. Uh, we're 20 minutes in, uh, a little bit over yep. 20 minutes, but uh, we're going to get into our real Ghostbusters segment here, uh, the unsolicited Deke Peaks. Deke Peaks. Deke Peaks. Peaks. Um, so Chris, just qu- really quickly, because I think we have to kind of set this up and then in future episodes, we're going to try to do about one of these a month. Um, we can kind yeah. of get into, we don't have to Roughly. do all the preamble here. Um, but, uh, the idea behind this was you and I really wanted to, a, we needed content because the movie's not coming out. Um, yeah. B, we have been threatening to go into real Ghostbusters and extreme Ghostbusters episodes for quite some time. Um, and see, we've talked about with people like, uh, Paul Gannon, uh, Joe, your Joe, sorry, Joe, John, your um, and Andrea and Ontario. Today we just get everybody's name wrong. That's Deke Peaks, Deke Deke Peaks. Peaks. Um, but we, you know, we've talked to people about that and, and other people have, have said they're going to go through each and every episode of real Ghostbusters and do a thorough dissection of them, kind of like a Ghostbusters minute thing. Um, yeah. and we, we certainly don't want to infringe on, on, on those people's uh, ideas and, and their ambitions. Um, but instead what we thought we would do is kind of do a curated list 
of, you know, our favorite real Ghostbusters episodes. We were talking about maybe throwing in some extreme Ghostbusters episodes mm-hmm. too. Um, just in, in terms of like things that we love, episodes that we love, episodes that you should know. There are things that you should know and be familiar with. And if you haven't really gone, if you haven't really gone into real Ghostbusters or extreme Ghostbusters, you may not be familiar with them. Um, so it's kind of a way to let us pick and choose and just sort of cherry pick from episode to episode as to what we want to talk about. And it will be a full commentary. We're going to do a little introduction here. Um, and then if you've queued up, if you did your homework, like we talked about at the beginning of the episode, if you've got your, your episode ready to go, you can follow along with us. We're going to do a full 22 minute commentary on the show. Um, and, and kind of point things out that we love, point out some Easter eggs, point out some sound effects, all sorts of fun stuff. Um, and, uh, yeah, this is, this is just a great way to do it. Um, there's also as good marketing people should, uh, Chris had the wonderful idea. We have a limited edition Deke Peaks t-shirt. We're actually going to have a couple that we're going to have a Deke Peaks with the Deke Peaks logo that Chris designed, which is wonderful. Uh, we'll have a t-shirt of that at some point. Uh, but starting when you listen to this, maybe a day or two after, depending on how quickly we go. Uh, you will be able to get your hands on a knock knock t-shirt at ghostbusters H- inspired t-shirt inspired t-shirt yes let's do it that yeah uh which um i i, I don't want to spoil you're gonna have to go to the website to go check it out ghostbustershq.net slash shop ghostbustershq.net slash shop and you will see it up at the top there it will be only available uh for one month until we do the next episode of unsolicited deke peak so if you want it you yeah. gotta act fast and it's it's fun. you showed me your idea, Chris. I don't want to spoil it again, but it's it's so good. It's such a great T-shirt. These are these are deep cuts. These are deep cuts. these are um, the these are how do I put this? These are for those of us that uh, want to march around proclaiming to the world that we're Ghostbusters fans. And nowhere's on it does it say Ghostbusters. Well, no, Let's that's put the that thing. Way. It looks like it'll keep the straights out. Yeah. yeah, and that's the kind of stuff that I love. I love walking around, you know, with my Luruso Auto Group uh, shirt, and and nobody's like, oh, that's from Cobra Kai. Like some people, if you're in the know, you know that that's from Cobra Kai. Other people are like, right. work for a car company, cool. Um, so so yeah, so you've you've come up with some some great designs. Uh, so go to the website to check those out uh, after you listen and and watch this uh, because it will be going fast. Um, but. I, I don't want to delay any further. I want to get into no. Knock Knock because it's such a Might great well episode. Um, I, I chose this one. I made the executive decision. I kind of threw a few out to you just to do as, as a, a case study. Um, and I didn't get back to you, so that's my <laughs> you, fault. You didn't text me they back. They're all good picks anyways. And, and frankly, I think those picks you made are probably, we'll dip back into those again for the next one. I think too, so. That'll but, probably yeah. be our first handful. But so Knock Knock is... The reason that I chose Knock Knock is because it holds a special place in my heart because it is one of the episodes of Real Ghostbusters that I saw the most, mainly because it was the Magic Window VHS release that VHS my tape. tiny little yeah. uh, video store had to the point where the the lady at the video store, Lynn, I think was her name, was like, you've checked this out so much you've paid for it three times. Like, just take it. Take it. I, I will say that it's lost. I don't want I, your parents are going to kill me if I keep charging you for this. What, um, I, what I love is that you got the copy because she went, hey, kid, you're the only one <laughs> renting this. Take it. Yes. At the exact same time in Calgary, Alberta, I was working at a video store and nobody ever rented them. And so on my last day working for the company, I gave myself a $5 a tape price, put the money in the till and walked out with the ones that they had. I mean, like, granted... They, 
I grew up in a very right small over town. There, as a matter of fact, like t- tiny rural town in 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 Colorado, where like uh, we, you know, when you could rent a Nintendo Entertainment System and it came in that like Pelican case with the foam and stuff. Yeah, we put stuff in that case, uh, and then you would rent it like four weeks later and the stuff would still be in the case because you were the last person to rent that Nintendo. It was crazy. But, um, <laughs> so, so anyway, yeah, knock, 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 knock is, 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 uh, very personal to me because it was an episode that I saw. I always, for the longest time thought that it was the first episode because of it being on VHS. Right. Um, also because it's kind of like a pilot episode. There's a lot of exposition in there for people who are uninitiated. It a lot plays, of, yeah, a lot of setting up what Slimer's there is there for, right? Like, yeah, uh, and and kind of like it, it feels to me like if they had to go sell this show to the network, they probably showed them Knock Knock, which doesn't make sense because the script wasn't written until February of 1986, and it was animated during the first season. Um, but it just it feels like uh, one of the first episodes, and also. The interstitials, which we'll get into in a little bit, have Arsenio Hall's voice. Like they were still trying to figure that out. The title card doesn't have that da 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 da. Like they were still figuring that part out. So mm. it it almost feels like Knock Knock was a prototype in a sense that happened in the second season. Kind of like um, the, in in uh, Columbo, uh, because now I'm a Columbo expert. Look at me. Uh, but, uh, but they wrote a, a, a episode at the very beginning that the network was like, no, 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 put that on the shelf. Um, yeah. and it ended up airing probably in the third or fourth season, I want to say. And Columbo is a totally different character. Everything feels totally different and totally weird. That's what it feels like to me is that this was just yeah. an episode they wrote at the very beginning. Uh, Straczynski had this somewhere. And then when he had to turn in an episode for season two, he's like, there you go. Uh, there you go. Yeah. That. Um, so at some point when we do get JMS on the show, we're going to have to pick his brain about that. Mm-hmm. I'm very hopeful. It will never happen. He won't do podcasts, but, um, uh, yeah, but I, I, what, do you remember the first time you saw a knock, knock Chris? Cause you, you didn't really watch a lot of real ghostbusters uh, for, no. for, for a few reasons, but for yeah, age reasons. I did watch them. I did enjoy them when I saw them, but I was, you know, I've talked about it before. I was kind of on the outgoing age curve. Like I was, so it dropped in 86. I would have been 13 going on 14. Right. Like that's the, you know, putting away some of the kids stuff and (laughs) Hey, you know, (laughs) girls, stuff like that. Um, it happens. So it's weirdly enough, knock, knock. I, I will, I will say, you know, hand on heart. When you suggested knock, knock, I honestly said, I thought we agreed that we were going to make a point of not starting with the first one. And then I realized, oh, it's not the first one in my head. It actually exists as the first one too. And actually at the moment I'm having a tough time remembering what is the first one. Uh, Ghosts Ooh. Are Us was the first episode. Right. Yes. Which also doesn't really act as a pilot episode. It's kind of a strange episode to, it's, to it jumps start in your show with. And it's got yeah. the weird vibe. Like, that, like this is the thing too. Like in my head, the weird cartoonier ghosts were, a, a you know, a later on, particularly when Straczynski left kind yeah. of phenomena. Whereas the first one with Ghosts Are Us has that weird honeymooners ghost the, the thing honeymooners going on thing. Right? and it's kind of funny because ah, it, it has it, it starts pops. out with the weird ghosts too like it it yeah, has right. that 
like you see the two kind of the dichotomy of what Ghostbusters has to be. It's like it's got some yeah. really super terrifying stuff, and then it also has some this really one goofy, ridiculous yes. stuff. This one, season two, is is right up there with uh, you know uh, Ghostbusters in Paris or Ghostbusters go to Paris, Ghostbusters in Paris, the Eiffel Tower, uh, the trap Eiffel Tower episode. one yeah. again, where you know we'll get to it when we watch it. There, yeah. there are some bits where you're like, is, are we sure this is a kid show? I um, yeah, and and we're gonna point those out when we get into the episode here. But there are moments where I, I vividly yeah. remember being super scared as a kid watching this. It probably says a lot about me as a kid now that I'm like. I I will myself. I will tell you right now those copy the re, another reason I walked off with those copies actually frankly I should adjust my story a little bit it's not that nobody rented them I was you I was just in high school like I would take those videos and I was the only one who was watching them so in my head it was um, knock knock um, uh, ragtime booze ragtime booze um, what's the one with the Valkyries in the theater um, that I can't remember the name of right now. Um, yes. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Yes. But the, the, so, those were the only three. There were only three Magic Window tapes oh, too, right? So I, I, I think maybe I ran Four. off with all of them. Yeah. Um, uh, so also let the fact that I cannot remember the names of any of these. Uh, if anybody's watching this going, dang, I want to do a podcast dissecting these, these go ahead. Cause we're never going to get through all of them. And we refuse to do them in any sort of order. And nor will we be, terribly professional about it so I mean, and we're, uh, we're not expert i mean that, that part of the other part, no. part of this was that we wanted to dive into to dissecting these because i love real ghostbusters i haven't really watched a lot of the later episodes which we're going to get into as well mm. sort of the slimer and the real ghostbusters <laughs> went once it hit abc like that I, that's kind of where i fell <laughs> off so we're going to get into a few of those too where it's going to be like watching them for the first time but also like uh, watching episodes on the time life set that I hadn't seen in a long time. Like nobody ever goes to lupusville. Um, and what a wonderful, again, another J, J. Michael Straczynski, uh, episode, but such world building. And he, he creates all these characters <laughs> that you're like, how did they never serialize this and come back to it? Like that. Yeah. It's like, he set this up for you to do five episodes there. And then they're like, eh, moving on. <laughs> it is the one episode. That is the one episode that actually, uh, left a quote in my head. And that's, uh, no, that's not true. <laughs> the one with the, the Valkyries, there's the, the one uh, impression, the janitor that they're doing some sort of golden age of Hollywood guy. I can't remember the actor's name. You're going to make a mess, aren't you? <laughs> like that's one, uh, ah, okay. Pops from, from to ghosts are us. And then the third one was no one comes to lupusville, which is when the, 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 the little, uh, little girl girl yeah. thing so infatuated with egon goes turnip and he goes yes it is yes it is yeah <laughs> that was that was ding dong uh, uh so many good th- and 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 the episode we're about to talk about knock knock has so many good egon quips as well so oh, yeah um all right so really quick we'll just fire off the information about this episode this was production number seven six zero zero one um, again, leads me to believe that this was possibly something that was done a lot earlier and, and just didn't get in, in the first season was animated during the first season, um, originally aired on November 6th. So we kind of missed it by a, a few months of 1987 mm. produced in 86. So that's another kind of telltale sign. Um, and that's, that's according to the GB wiki. So I'm, I'm, I'm taking you guys, 
<laughs> I'm hoping I'm hoping that that's true. Um, and it's the GB Wiki, of course it is. Um, but the fact that it was first written in February of '86 also shows, you know, that there was some development time. Uh, they also had to animate it, which takes some time as well. But um, and uh, written by J. Michael Straczynski, uh, who we know we love. If you're a Ghostbusters fan, you should know J. Michael Straczynski. But if you're uninitiated, um, he is the story, one of the story editors, along with Chuck Menville and a couple other people, uh, f- at least for the first two seasons. Yeah. Um, and he's the one who famously uh, does talk about in the Time Life set and in um, James Etock's uh, magazines about how once, uh, once, once there started being standards and practices adhered towards Saturday morning cartoons where Janine could not have pointed glasses because it frightened children, that's when J. Michael Straczynski was like, bye i'm out <laughs> i don't want yeah. to deal with this <laughs> um but uh just a, a wonderful writer uh you know babylon 5 among others as well um so again we're gonna get him on the show i've i feel it in my bones we're gonna find a way someday somehow. he's got not one but two books coming out and one of them is his follow-up to his first book about screenwriting yeah uh so yeah we're gonna get him he's got he's yeah. got stuff to move we're gonna get him all right, so Chris, let's let's get into it. Let's do this yep. uh, for everybody at home. Pull up your queue it, uh, it up on your DVDs, your your Amazon, your your iTunes. However you you want to watch this with us. Uh, for those of you that are are at home watching us on YouTube, we're gonna have some visual reference here for you that I will start up right now. There we go. Everybody, get that first uh, that first frame where you see Moogly's foot. Like that's a good uh, sinking point. I should point out that we are going to be watching uh, the Time Life uh, DVD version of this. There shouldn't be any any variation on on the digital versions. But um, just in case somebody's like, "Wait, I didn't hear Tahiti," which we're going to get into in a second. That's why you don't yeah. hear it. So uh, now uh, I'm going to say five, four, three, two, one, go on go. That's when you're going to hit start. Everybody ready out there? Here we go. Five, four, three, two, one, go. Five was a weird choice. Why not three? Why not three? I wanted to give people enough time to get that play button in. Anyway, uh, main title <laughs> sequence. Uh, know it, love it. Um, I was very disappointed when this changed as a kid. Uh, once we got into the Slimer and the Real Ghostbusters, actually right before Slimer and the Real Ghostbusters, they kind of expanded upon this too. It was just yeah. This always looked and felt Ghostbusters to me. Um, oh, and the height of. Um uh, farmed out Japanese animation, right? Like yes. So much well, de- detail uh, and, 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 and another dynamism. Reason, like this, this episode in particular has a lot of that kind of abstract, very cool interpretive uh, anime style, uh, just compositions and camera moves. And once we get into the train car, kind of <laughs> that's all super anime. I, I love it with the warping and perspective and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, well, the other thing to watch for when you're watching this, when you're watching this at home, kids, uh, keep an eye on like background people and all that. They put, it's again a sign of, a, of Japanese animation that they put weird amounts of detail thought into into who's, uh, who, you know, these, these background people. They should not be as filled out as they are, but. Yeah. So uh, notice the the silent title card there. That's, uh, again, just showing you that they were still trying to figure out the format, but this was the second season. So that's why I feel like this was a a first season episode that kind of got orphaned in the the second season. So here we are with the goofy of the ghosts. We really get the dichotomy here between the 
um, real Ghostbusters, which I know Ivan Reitman was very specific in Ghostbusters 2, not wanting to have like frog ghosts and stuff like that. You know, he didn't want to have real Ghostbusters ghosts. Yeah. Um, and then very kind of like macabre oh, and, and scary ghosts. See, see, it was smoking and a wreck for the first half of the pant, and it was a blazing <laughs> inferno in the second. Like, it's. Eh, you know, they wow. burned down a bowling alley. It's the least that. Uh, yeah. So, by the way, this shot here, this one with the four of them, man, I don't, I've never seen the cell out there, but that is, that would be a fantastic shot. To oh, own. 100%. Yeah. Oh. But again, so uh, showing that exposition here, it's like you see the Ghostbusters on a bust. Like this, this kind of follows the, the great Ghostbusters formula. It's like you see them on a bust. Uh, they get back to the firehouse. There's a bigger problem that's introduced in some shape or form. Um, and then inevitably, uh, you know, Asia drank, purple stuff drank. Well, Slimer's drinking Sorry. from that purple thing. And then the, the liquid that's coming out is orange. That's the other thing that I know. The last time I watched this, I was like, that. come on animators. I know you're working fast and, and they are working fast. Uh, um, so yeah, so at any rate, you know, th this also includes uh, a good Ghostbusters trope of people digging underground and they, uh, loosen something, which I believe is the very first episode of extreme Ghostbusters two. Yes. Um, that those are nice. Not again, they thought this one was the first one as well. I, no, I'm yeah. teasing. No, but seriously, I mean, we're introducing the containment unit where we're, we've got the Ghostbusters talking about having to quote, do the dishes. Like this is a chore for them to like take yeah. the trap into the containment unit. And Egon's like, whatever, it's no big deal. I'm going to do it. Um, I'd like to point out that a lot of thought went into the containment unit, both in the movies and in the cartoon. Like yeah, the proton packs are pretty point and shoot. The trap is throw out light. It's a Hoover, right? Like. They didn't, they didn't really have to put a heck of a lot of thought into it, but the containment unit should have been pretty straightforward too. And no, it's like this multi-step process. Yeah. See, look at this extra, I mean, it's looping again, cause they have to, they have to cut the, corners the somewhere. And but, the art and stuff on the subway cars. Yeah. Yeah. But these guys, these guys are so well like <laughs> fleshed out. <laughs> I love it. These guys are digging subway, subway tunnels and they've got like the, uh, shredder, you know, unearthing technodrome, uh, <laughs> car there too. That's like, I mm. love, I love that the one guy goes, Hey, look at all this weird writing. And I was like, that's what you notice about the door with the giant demon head on it. Eh? All right. The weird writing. Yeah. The weird writing. Sure. All right, so the Jim Cummings, for the record, doing the Do Not Open Until Doomsday, uh, who is the voice of Tigger and Winnie the Pooh and several other characters, also did the theme song in Extreme, Extreme Ghostbusters. Um, that Do Not Open Until Doomsday is probably the most quoted thing that I say and use from real Ghostbusters. Yeah. Uh, when we were working on the X-Files uh, timeline uh, episode guide, when we finally finished it on the giant, like six inch binder that I had this, this, sorry, this right here. Look at this. Like they thought out that the extra, the extra dimensional oh. space hollows out and the, the digging, uh, machine, uh, you know, falls off the, oh, like, and the design of like, you've got those, those, uh, rail car, you know, tracks to go to nowhere into this awesome, yeah. I guess we can call it Sumerian because there's Sumerian riding coming up. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt it. your the the, uh, the no, X Files. I, I, thing, but. I put uh, a, a sticker on it that said "Do not open until doomsday." Like that, I, it's just like it, it's done. Like I don't until Ragnarok happens. I never want to look at that thing again. Um, <laughs> so What's here, the, the, uh, I made I made a note here. Hang on, what did they call it? 
the eyeball there. Oh, there he goes. Ghostbustershq.net no, the, the, slash uh, shop. <laughs> <laughs> just saying. The uh, He's actually one over. It's just uh, he's not the same one. There's two eyeballs. There, there he is. The guy with no... Uh, that guy. That guy. And uh, that manhole cover, I know a lot of places like GB Wiki points out that the manhole cover there is uh, one of the Japanese animation studios. A- Aja Do, I believe it is. Aja yeah. Do. I saw that and I was wondering. Yeah. No, I forgot to write it down, but they, they, they came up. You can see it briefly, the name of the... The like it's not the MTA. They have the Interborough Rail Transit Co. or something on a sign there. Like they yeah, well can't came be the up MTA. With a nope, can't. Um, uh, oh, we we missed their. Uh, there's a lightsaber sound effect as they slide down the. Po- oh no, I'm sorry. In that particular instance, uh, because I was talking, I didn't hear it. But it's the uh, Star Trek uh, doors opening as they're going down the. Oh the yeah, pole. that. Yeah. Yeah. Again. A lot of stolen sound effects in here, um, and I've, I've got the audio turned down boys. so that Chris and I can talk over stuff, but... I don't know why it says boys on the wall, but it says boys. Boys. Oh, man. <laughs> again, this thing where they're putting, like, you know, light on them, and again, they're, they're doing the Saturday morning quick and dirty version of it, but that is detail that... Every other Saturday morning cartoon barely bothered with, right? Like just yeah, and and also shows the the Ghostbusters get on this train that comes out of nowhere. Um, Okay, this is if you're six and you watch this, how does this not give you nightmares? This bit here, seriously, this is a horror movie trope. Like the light, yes, the light goes out and it comes back up, and there's the ghost and and skeletons, and like the lady that we're gonna see later really messed me up as a kid. Um, And like, look at this, like they don't even like. That's way too close. Like, like that is nightmare juice right there. Yeah. So here, I do here, like, I do, I do like this. Yeah, all the manhole covers. This, this where we're hearing the Ghostbusters theme song. This is what I grew up always kind of knowing. That, like, look at that guy, sweater vest, yeah. pipe. Like, who is that guy, and why did they put so much thought into him? That's one of the Sorry. animators' dads, and he but just probably. wanted to put his dad in there. Um. But anyway, it, this this was replaced because this was the Tahiti Boogeyman song when it initially aired, um, right. and then when it went to home video, they had to because Tahiti got stripped out of a lot of the episodes, um, as we found, especially from the second season on, where they had used it. Um, so this Midnight ends up being the, the Ghostbusters theme. But but look whoa, at this. Whoa, 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 whoa. Look Sorry? at the train they, tracks yeah. here. The warping. I mean, this is all cell animation still. They're not yeah. using computer uh, for perspective and stuff no. like this. So they're really just bending and so shaping much, things. So much, yeah, action so good. and. This would make a really good uh, RPG module. Oh God! There she, she messed me up as a kid. This yeah. this lady coming up here. This is just such a freaky moment. I mean, you've got the the fun. This is what you reenacted as a kid of the Ghostbusters just blasting all of these skeletons. They get off onto the subway platform here, yeah. and then this lady, 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 friend Laven. Yeah, there's a lot of property damage in this episode. Well, you know, when you're opening a gate to hell. Uh, oh God, this when she turns here. And you can tell they try to soften it. They try to just, like, we know that this is for kids, but no, that's still terrifying. And then when she grows here, uh, yeah, yeah, that's that's just, that messes you up as a kid. Um, I want to point out that 
right here, Peter is n- not trying to escort her out because he's he he's frightened or anything like that. He's just macking. Yeah. And throughout the whole episode, he makes jokes about it being a crappy situation. Never once does he, like you think, oh, maybe he's, every show's got to have like the cowardly character and he'd be it. Nope. Nope. He stands right, half the time he's the one that stands right up and goes, all right, let's go for it. Okay, okay watch this, watch this. The Sumerian. The Sumerian. I want to point this out. This is stupid. I'm such a <laughs> dork. Look at there, look at there. The two people in the corner. One of them's got a ding dong. Happy faces. Uh, Sumerian... No, not happy faces. The two little stick figures. Did you see the ding dong? The, the, there's a ding dong. There's a ding dong. There's a ding dong. that. Unbelievable. <laughs> All right. Well, go go back and uh, you're gonna ruin the. Watch same it later. Clip. I'm not it's, wrong. It, the there's thing a ding about dong. like because I'm so enamored by the fact dong. that it's like Sumerian in real Ghostbusters is just like emojis. Sumerian emojis and Egon Basically, says I yes. can read it underwater. Smile face, down. happy face. Yeah. Um, arrow. <laughs> Equal sign. And then, yeah, little man stick figure and presumably a little stick figure. Yeah. Still, yeah. Let's put it this way. No, they didn't draw, like, there's not like a hidden giant penis in there sort of thing, but when they drew uh, two stick figures, they deliberately put a little nub on one of in them. There. You can see it. Uh, somebody went, when this goes out onto somebody's uh, Panasonic, <laughs> you know, 400 line television, well, they're never going to see this. Yeah. Uh, there's Arsenio doing the Moogly again. Yeah. <laughs> It's not like they're going to put it out on some sort of, you know, digital format for people to watch over and over again in years to no. come. Uh, the two chuckleheads in the year 2021 <laughs> are going to be doing a frame-by-frame commentary on YouTube uh, about... Well, fair no. is fair. I'm the one who pointed it out. So technically I'm That's the chucklehead. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, that a lot of that stands to reason. Which also, because of all the amount of detail and stuff that they've put into the backgrounds and all the character designs and things like that, it's like... They they poured a lot of time and energy and effort into this, even though they knew you were going to be watching it on your yeah. six inch black and white CRT on Saturday morning, and had no idea that it was going to ever be seen in high definition or what is as close to high definition as we can get here with the four eighty. Yeah, best but, best quality as possible. Yeah. Um. So you know when you watch this the, is yeah, this is completely like non sequitur. It's awesome. It's metal as old hell, but I'm like, that guy's got a boat full of people who have been rowing him around for 500 years. Like, <sighs> so what? At this point, Chris, this is where I feel like if we would have seen Dan Aykroyd's Ghostbusters three Hellbent that he always kind of talked about, like the, yeah, the tin type where you, uh, see hell, uh, on the other side of the dimension on the other side of the mirror or whatever. I always felt like this is kind of what the, it would have been like. Like here, the the end of the end times, the ghost world, whatever is taking over New York City. You would see the like Viking ship with the yeah. slaves being, you know, rim shot. And those two guys are definitely a cameo of some sort. Like it kind of looked like Michael Gross and Joe Medjuk, but not really. You know, it's not like really. that kind of yeah. But, but such a good Ghostbusters trope, too. Like, that's the kind of stuff that you would have seen in the movie. Uh, yeah. I'll take the next one, you know. <laughs> uh, I love that they're concerned about being on the news. You think that they're talking about us on the news, and, of course, they are talking about the Ghostbusters <laughs> on the news. on the news. Yeah. Uh, at least one of these trains smacks of uh, Men in Black 2, I mm. guess. Actually, the, each each train car, the design of the faces is fantastic. But uh, I was gonna the say bug the rhino one, one yeah. is pretty cool. 
any of the but bug right. ones kind of yeah. is very much like that one. Yeah, that guy there. That like, guy. Just, yeah. Um, I the one thing I love about this episode too is Egon being kind of the leader. You know, nor- normally it's Peter's kind of rousing, rousing the troops, rallying the troops. Yeah. Um, but Egon is the one, especially later in the episode, is the one that's like, "Come on, we gotta go!" Like he's the he's the taskmaster. He's the the commander of this. Which uh, I love Egon episodes. That's I, I love Egon in general. So it makes a lot of sense. Peter Peter's got a great a great one later on too. Like when everything is when they're basically signing themselves up for. Uh, <laughs> This voice sounds really familiar to me. Yeah. <laughs> Sleep. Yes, exactly. It's <laughs> nobody's perfect. What a line. Again, another instance here where Peter, like any other writer, would have gone put a quip where Peter goes. See, <laughs> any other writer would have gone. See, I knew I was right. Let's get out of here or whatever. Right? Like, nope. He's like, nope. he's just like, well, it's just getting weirder. Let's keep going. That's the, you know we're on to something here. All right, so the tunnels here. I do a little Sandman myself, but my voice isn't up to it today. I I understand. Okay, so coming up here, the the Ghostbusters running down tunnels or platforms or things like that kind of became their Scooby-Doo running through doors thing for a while. Like for the first two or three seasons. But the music here is so good. It just made, like... Yeah, it gets a little Escher on them for a second. Yeah. And then weirdly throws them all back together and I kind of broke my brain a little bit trying to figure out how Egon got eh, upright again. It's all it's yeah, Escher. See? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um <laughs> This is the, st- the stupidest but funniest gag. <laughs> you don't want to know. Is that, is that what he says? I can't remember. Yeah. <laughs> You don't want to know. Yeah, it's another instance of just random weirdness. Like, why is there a talking tree with a personality? Like, well, it's over. Why is there like a skeleton boat with, you know, humans trapped on it? Never but that's, brought up that's again. what Ghostbusters, especially real Ghostbusters, know, right? like, that's what it should be. It should just be really weird. And the Ghostbusters should be heroes. They should just kind of look at the weirdness like it's nothing to them. This is um, definitely, and this is smacks of the first movie. And again, going yeah. back to the, this is a pro, like a, a pilot kind of thing for, because this element of like two giant iron doors and, you know, a barometric pressure difference and a power source behind it sort of thing, right? Like that's, that's the rooftop temple, right? Yeah. Like it's. We got to close the, we got to reverse we the, close the door, so that we can right? close the door and, and, and shut out the spirit world. Yeah. Again, it just feels like it's a pilot episode. Right. Uh, even though it's the second season. Yeah, it, it's it's so great. And maybe that is why they chose Knock Knock for the that first VHS tape too, because if you had no idea what Ghostbusters was and yeah. that was the first tape that you looked at, you kind of needed this substance. You kind of needed this background. And to me as a kid who had never seen the film, sorry, don't hate me. I hadn't seen the film in 1986, 87 until that first ABC Sunday night movie. Right. Like this, this was Ghostbusters. Like this is all I knew and it. And it, it, it introduces the capture stream in a second. It introduces, uh, y- you know, the, the containment unit and how the containment unit works. Yeah. Throwing um, out the trap. Uh, it's, it's so perfect. It's such a perfect episode. It's 22 minutes of like, this is quintessential 
Ghostbusters. It's got the humor. It's got the scary. It's got everything that you would you would need. Um, and then they get to be big damn heroes at the end here. Like, look at this yeah. shot. Like them. Yeah, that'd be another fan- it. Another fantastic cell to get your oh, hands on. So good. And the the PKE meter, which was always just Egon's tool. Like nobody really ever yeah. got to use the PKE meter. Occasionally, some of the other Ghostbusters got to, but like that was always Egon's right thing. Peter's Peter's the first one over, right? Like he should, by any other writing standards, Peter would never be the first one over, right? He may go, he'd be grudging about it. He'd gripe the whole time. He gripes and all that, but no, he is, that's twice now in this episode. He is the first one to march on. Well, and that, that was, that was like trademark Eric Burnham writing in the voices of the characters. Like that was Bill Murray saying, Hey, the neighbors are playing the stereo too loud. I'm going to go tell them to turn it down. And Dan Aykroyd going, all right. <laughs> you know, yeah. like the, the characters are just so good. I mean, it's, it's all JMS. It's all JMS writing here and not watering it down. Like we, as kids watching this, you know, I would have been five years old watching this if I watched it when it first, no, six years old. Sorry. If it aired in 87. Right. Um, as a six year old, like, this is too much. Like I'm, I didn't get to watch this episode with my little one. And I'm like, this is just too much for you. You can't see some of the imagery in this yet. No, (laughs) not yet. Um, conveniently, this is another ghostbusters trope where they just fire their proton beams into something. And it just reverses and sucks everything in again, kind of going back to the first movie. Jeffrey, Uh, we talked about this, Jeffrey. Sorry. I'm having small men in black two oh. snippets flashing on me there. Uh, all of these these would be great cells too. Like that one oh, of, yeah. of Egon firing. Cats. There's cats. a little nod to the perpetually running cats. And nothing says New York City like the cats show. Cats. Uh, <laughs> everything getting pulled back in, and then the the here come the neighbors. I think this comes up right here. Come the neighbors. Yeah. That there are lines Man. that are burned into my brain because this is what I reenacted in my bedroom. Like the door, the bedroom door closing, and I'm like, we gotta close the gate. <laughs> With my two I had Egon and, and Peter. I didn't have the other guys, which stunk, but Yeah. Shades of Ghostbusters answer the call right here. I'm gonna point that out. Like here they're just kind of floating in this nether world. They gotta fire the beam yeah. to push themselves out. Which also, again, for all of the knocks on Ghostbusters Answer the Call, like you can tell that Katie Dippold and Paul Feig loved this show, loved real Ghostbusters, um, and they yep. tried to incorporate it, which, for better or for worse. <laughs> and they save the day, they go back to the firehouse, that great music cue always takes them back to the firehouse. Um Just let me blast him. Yeah, like, this is completely... He's had some real flip-outs on Slimer, but again, this just feels like a setup that there's going to be a a weird dynamic between Peter and and Slimer, right? I almost wonder if if going into the second season, if they had to find a way to... Like, for our first episode of the second season, we have to reintroduce kids, because maybe they didn't see the first season. Maybe they don't know Ghostbusters. Maybe they've just been buying the toys... And again, showing Peter this being is a, a nice good touch. guy. Yeah. yeah. But, but all of them, right? Like, uh, Winston, 
This is me and my cat every night. <laughs> um, he, um, you know, Winston jumps to his defense, like Peter calmed down. Uh, Egon puts forward the whole thing. It's important that he stays because it's an opportunity to study him. They're studying him. That's uh, why Slimer is there. Yeah, Ray puts out the, how would you feel if you were a ghost living with the people that hunt ghosts? And yeah, and then there's Peter who's got this weird love-hate thing going on. Yeah. This whole, like I said, this this absolutely operates as the first episode, but I don't know. But wasn't. It's and and, and people wasn't. misconstrue it to be the first episode sometimes. That's, uh, well, again, we why I feel like that. this is a perfect, yeah. perfect uh, first introduction here. So... Um, all right, we're in the credits. Uh, we're seeing Slimer go by, seeing that Ghostbusters theme song credit, and talking about the Tahiti album, and 1986 is the copyright. Again, see, I feel like they animated this episode before it aired way in advance. Yep. Anyway, there it's it was. Possible. Knock, knock. Uh, Hooray! Our, our first peak, our first deke peak. Deke peak. Um, unsolicited deep peak unsolicited deep peak <laughs> our first unsolicited that was a peak. good that was a good pick like i yeah. said um i have i out of all of the i i honestly think there are probably episodes that i haven't seen like i own the time life and i, I even managed to you know there's a couple of sale opportunities at walmart that i picked up the recent you know um that big volume sets they put out yeah. right like I could literally sit down and watch them end to end. Um, haven't. So I'm pretty sure there's probably episodes in there that I haven't seen, but this one, you know, if it's like everybody, you know, if people ask me to remember some episodes, this would be on the short list. Right? Yeah. I would say so, let's pick an episode that we haven't seen and do that next time. But it is, it's so difficult to commentate on something that you haven't seen. Um, which is why when you listen to sportscasters yeah. talking over stuff, it, they, I have a newfound respect for them after doing a few commentaries now, but yeah, um, well, it, um, well, I mean, that shouldn't stop us either because no, I, I'm oh, looking no. for, I think it'd be a good excuse for me to watch some episodes. Yeah. If there's one that you're like, this one's great. I'm like, great. I want to see the great ones. Um, because I absolutely, like, I rewatched this one yesterday. Once you said, let's do knock, knock. I was like, I, I rewatched it, um, just to get the lay of the land and refresh myself. Um, so yeah. Yeah. Well, so the other thing I want to hear from, uh, our listeners out there is what do you, what do you want us to talk about? Are there picks that you want to see uh, us talk about and, and do a deep dive on as, as best as we can? Um, yeah. you know, if you have suggestions, definitely, you know, hit us up in social media or, or send us voicemails. Uh, we're, we're always uh, open to suggestions, obviously, because we're not, we're not going to be doing things in, in chronological order. We're going to be bouncing around all over the place. So if you want to have us do darkness at noon, part one next, let us know, because we would love to do that. I want to just switch over to extreme ghostbusters right now and let's just do it. So, um, yeah. but anyway, so thanks. Thanks for joining us for our, uh, our first unsolicited Deke peaks. And, uh, please, if you want, uh, Chris's awesome t-shirt design, go to ghostbustershq.net slash 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 shop. That's very difficult to say. I don't know how voiceover. Thanks Kelly for doing our voiceover. Hit the socials and, uh, hit the socials. We'll put that up there, but uh, yeah, yeah. don't wait another minute. Pick up your phone and call the professionals. I'm sorry. We'll do it again. We want to hear from you. Leave us a voicemail on our calling line at 470-242-4742. That's 4702 GBHQIC. We also have a Facebook page. You do? And Twitter accounts. Friend is dead. No kidding. Just give me the address. Search Facebook for The Ghostbusters. Interdimensional Crossrip. On Twitter, look for Troy at Ghostbusters HQ and Chris at Proton Charger. I just want to get back the 
if you like what you hear, please take a moment to give us a review on iTunes. Be sure to recommend us to your friends. That makes good sense. Don't wait another minute. Pick up your phone and call the professionals. Once again, our call-in line is 4702-GBHQIC. That ought to do it. Thanks very much, Ray. Chris, what do you got in terms of uh, final thoughts for this this here episode? Final thoughts. Do I have any final thoughts? Thought I had one halfway through and then I forgot. But uh, I had one uh, queued up prior to that, which was relating back to uh, things in general. Like it occurred to me in the hubbub, most people have been mildly disappointed, but okay on the whole pushback to November 11th thing. But what I'm always amazed by is the people who are mad at it and like like i had to point out it's like hey do you do you know when i found out about ghostbusters uh it's when it started running ads on the television two weeks before it came out right like <laughs> hey you know how i heard about ghostbusters 2 uh yeah. three months before it became out because starlog had an article on it right like uh, gremlins 2 seeing that teaser trailer where the water recedes and you see the title treatment i'm like yeah. oh, there's a second gremlins movie coming i had no idea yeah, no, no, like, yeah. and here we are that people want up to the minute as everything's going on and there's a weird, give it to me now. And yeah. I'm just, I had to point out that when, you know, you and I first started our websites and we're reporting about things, half the stuff I, re well, more than half of the stuff I reported about, almost all the stuff I reported about was, was fan generated. Fan stuff. I was talking yeah. about, you know, um, like there's a, hell, this, this happened a couple, like a year ago, I think eBay. There was some giant lot of old, real Ghostbusters fan fiction magazines. People mm. don't know now that in the, so this would have been mid-90s, early 90s, mid-90s, probably even back into the 80s, there were people that were putting out their own RGB fanfic zines. Like they would, you'd write them, you'd give them 10 bucks and they'd print it out and send you a copy and they're floating around out there and they're not well cataloged and that just bugs the historian <laughs> in me. Um, but there was that, or there's, you know, there was, um, I, I, I can't remember her name. I don't actually the fanfic thing. It's a good opportunity to name drop Doreen Mullman. Yeah. For those who've history. gone before. Cause she was, yeah. that was a huge thing with her. Um, but, um, there was a, a, some woman, uh, made herself, she hand, she like, she would did little wooden block real Ghostbuster figures. Like she, you know, they had little bits of string holding blocks. They were like proto minecraft figures she just had little blocks of wood and she had little bits of string or whatever at the hinge point and then she painted them perfectly wow. in the face and everything uh they had like a, a wooden egg thing on the top for the for like a, a ball for the face and she painted the faces perfectly and i was like that's amazing right or paul um paul uh, not not paul um Help me Norm? out here early. You're talking about Norm, Norm Gannon. Yeah. Norm Gannon's pack. That was so much news came out of that. Or, you know, it was literally what, what people were making and doing. And I was like, you know, we're all stuck at home anyways. If we got to wait till November, this might be the time where Let's we do should some stuff. go back and make some stuff. So yeah. I'm not going to give it away, but I had a, I've decided I'm going to indulge some. I used to be a younger man with more spare time. So I used to <laughs> indulge in weird stuff. Didn't we all? Making yeah. up stuff. Eh, but I have one idea and it's going to take a little bit of work, but I love the concept and I'm going to, I'm going to do it. I'm going to present it here in the next couple of weeks. And what I'm hoping then is, um, people see it and 
you know, try to think of, you know, if you've ever wanted to like show off some of your art, now's the time, right? Like people like uh, uh, John Yerkeba and all that doing their art, uh, you know, all the time sort of thing. Who has a book, an art book. Please go hit up John Yerkeba's uh, social media because right? he's got an art book out. Yeah. Uh, I mean, all the prop builders are obviously doing their props and all that. But, you know, frankly, now is the time to just find something that's always fascinated you or intrigued you or something, in a, you know, if you want to hit Michaels and get those little uh, the, the iron beads to make the little pixel art guy. You know, make yourself a little sli pixel slime or whatever. something, right? I, I I don't think between now and November, a I don't think systemically Sony has the stuff to keep us, you know, feeding uh, us stuff no, out. We're gonna get no. some stuff, and but they're not gonna they? because you don't market yeah. a movie that way. You don't sustain no. people for. I, 18 so, months at this point now <laughs> I, I think i i mean part of deep peaks was you know this you you brought it up and then i jumped on it because i was like there's a name in there somewhere and that's part of it you and i both know there's not going to be a lot to talk about there will be some down stuff so let's fill it with this this yeah. thing right like um you know, I the want to say it was GB World Hub had a great thread on Twitter that was just like, here's all the ways that you can fill your yeah. time between now and November. It's really not that long. G just, GB World Hub positively Ghostbusters chimed in uh, with some stuff that they had in mind, I think. Uh, yeah, and I mean, like the Yes Have Some kids, um, you know, are always... Actually, that's a thing I see on their uh, Facebook is people showing off their toy collections and all that. Yeah. Like, frankly, that's a great way to kill time over the next 11 months is is you know just showing off our stuff it's Do time to organization i think i think, uh -huh. I think I, my argument is that this is the time that we should maybe those of us who remember you know the late 80s early 90s to mid 90s should maybe take a moment and lead by example for some of the younger kids that, yeah. you know fans that this is this is we and it, it, it cannot be easier like when we started we had no mechanism by which to design patches or pins or t-shirts just as an example so if you're in any way artistic or have a great idea you don't even have to be artistic if you've just got like a clever little quote or whatever and you you can now hop online and and punch in a shirt and and spit it out and show it off to everybody um we certainly frankly, didn't have the mechanism to talk online and watch an episode of Real Ghostbusters and no. talk through it uh, and then release it to you guys in a format that you don't have to download overnight. Um, you know, that's right. Uh, and like I said, we are not going to be um, archival about unsolicited deep peaks at all. So if you ever thought to yourself, I'd like to do a podcast do it please like do our, it what we're yes. doing now is not going to interfere with what you're going to do as a matter yeah. of fact any 10 of you listening to this wants to do a podcast just about the real ghostbusters that will be 10 of you that will all have something slightly different to say about it and there's fans out there that want to hear it right so yes absolutely yeah please. music um art write something you know what i haven't seen any fanfic stuff in ages uh flash uh what is it 600 words Oh, the yeah. yeah. We should we should start like a, if it, like for example, if somebody just wants to throw out like uh, weekly, monthly, I don't know, but throw out a, like a theme, a Ghostbusters ish kind of theme, and then people can put together clever little six hundred word flash fiction. Yeah, do something. some writing challenges. Totally. Just, yeah, 
that's the one writing challenges yeah. like so that's that's what i'm thinking that's nice. my final thought let's, i love it let's entertain ourselves let's entertain one another uh, be productive for the next bunch of months yeah let's let's be let's be friends and fans uh because toxicity doesn't help anybody at all and staring um, at november 11th watch pot never boils so let's take mm-hmm. our mind off it and just have some fun in the meantime yeah. let's just make it a big ghostbusters party and that's exactly mm-hmm. what we're going to try to do with the show here. We're going to do our best. Um, so uh, thank you, everybody, for joining us. We hope you enjoyed this first unsolicited Deke Peaks episode. And, uh, yeah, more more to come. We're going to do another one of those uh, next next month. And please go check out that shirt because it's pretty awesome. I'm going to get one. Uh, but, uh, might be two. There might, might be, be two if I can get my might stuff be together. Two. You never might know. Be two. All right. Uh, until next week, everybody, we'll see you all on the other side. Who you going to call? Thanks for joining the Ghostbusters Interdimensional Crossrip. Visit us at ProtonCharging.com, GhostbustersHQ.net, and StillPlayingWithToys.net. That used to be one of my two favorite shows. Anything you're doing is bad. I just want to let you know that. We'd like to get a sample of your brain tissue. Next week, though, Careless Pets. Weird. There was a ding-dong in that episode.